boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is another, another special, special interview with one of my clients, and honestly, she is such a badass mother of three, full-time job, and somehow figures out how to go to the gym five days a week and sometimes get double workouts in each day. Like, that is just insane to me. So I had to get her on. She is honestly, words can't describe how amazing she is, so I'm gonna let this thing run. We did this interview at our work and enjoyed a couple beers right as we were recording. And this is raw and rugged. Here it is. Hopefully you enjoy it. Here we go. But, uh, yeah, so I try to keep this as casual as possible. And then, like, you can literally just talk as long as you want. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those are the best guesses. Like, if you ever feel like, oh, I talk too much, that's crap. Like, you want to be able to yeah. talk a lot. Um, so maybe to get started, let's go with uh, an easy question. Who are you? What do you do? <laughs> and just let, let's let's get to know yeah. you a little well, bit. Cheers. cheers. Yeah, there you go. I'm Brina. I'm 35-year-old mom of three. Awesome. Um, restaurant manager by afternoon, evening, and then by day, I'm mom and right? Awesome. Um, so the cool thing that, the fact that I'm like interviewing who I think are like basically rock stars, because I find that when you interview professionals, especially like fitness professionals have never gone through like a struggle themselves. Cause like a topic I bring up in my podcast is a lot of coaches getting into coaching because they played a high level sport. They were always athletic their whole life. And they think, oh, I'm gonna become a pro NFL, CH, whatever they wanna do. But what usually happens, they don't make it and they're like, oh, I'm gonna, become a trainer and I can train the pros, but they end up working at like crunch fitness and working with like Sally Sue, mom of three, and they don't know how to like connect with that person. And then they go spilling out advice that can't really connect with those individuals. So it's kind of cool being able to talk to someone like you, who've like, I think you've figured out life (laughs) and like seen results. So maybe let's talk about your journey to start this thing from the very beginning like before kids and you know say even before kids was like going to the gym a priority back then or was it just like something like yeah whatever like let's just start there well it was kind of just i don't know uh you you know you're in high school and you know your weight is pretty manageable you don't have to worry about those kinds of things and i always said to myself that when the time comes for me to start working out, I'll know it and I'll start doing it. And when I was 26, I was literally scrolling on Facebook and saw an ad for a boot camp and was like, oh, I think I'm gonna join that. Nice. I joined the boot camp, started going three days a week and it just kind of snowballed from there. Just made sure that I made the time every, you know, three times a week, went to my classes and enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Saw results, you know, it took me a couple months to really notice it. And then yeah. once, you know what it's like, once you kind of start getting in the zone, you yeah. just keep rolling with it. And then it just became part of my lifestyle. Okay. So. I think another good thing is, well, how old were you when you had your first child? I was 30. Okay. Almost 31. Because, like, did anything change when you had your first kid, like, 
health-wise? Did you kind of put baby first and mom second, or did you like you're like screw that? I'm always going to be number one. Ah, good question. That's a tricky one yeah. because I think the answer is that I've always made myself a pretty high priority in my life. And I worked out till I was 38 weeks with Lincoln. So right to the end was Jeez, seeing yeah. a trainer. So I just knew that, yeah, you, like you can't pour from an empty glass or whatever yeah. they say. So maybe having kids when I was 30 kind of made me have all those years of being selfish and getting to do whatever I wanted. Yeah. So that when the time came, when we were at the point where we were like, okay, we're gonna have kids now. This is gonna be our life. We both kind of like Dylan and I knew that we were going to, you know, make sure we still had our own yeah. lives outside of just the family. Sure. Um, the fact that you trained through your pregnancy, was, did you have, like, how many kids do you have in total now? I have three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> did, like, th through those three pregnancies, did you train on each one, or was, like, one little less, the other one was a lot more, like... The first, Lincoln, I did, was the most, obviously, okay. diligent, because I didn't have any kids at home. Yeah. So I could work out in the morning for an hour, and then go home and eat, and then lay down on the couch and take a nap, and yeah. then get ready for work. Yeah. And then with when I was pregnant the second time, I still was seeing my trainer, but it was just kind of a little bit more relaxed. And then I started having some hip pain, and then I just kind of pulled the shoot about yeah. 27 weeks. And then didn't get back into it until she was, my second one was a couple months old. Okay. And then with Roger, I was pregnant when I joined Aura. Yeah. So I was kind of doing my thing there as well, but on like a just kind of whatever worked capacity, not mm -hmm. like, you know, having it. This is what I do, and now I'm just, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of found a good yeah. pattern and just, yeah, rolling with it. Okay. Did, do you think, like, training while being pregnant made a difference when it came to, like, delivery? Well, see, you know, and I thought maybe you would ask me yeah. that because it's a tricky question to answer because I don't want to offend anybody who, <laughs> you know, a lot of people maintain healthy lifestyles and end up having a C-section. Yeah. But I had all three of mine naturally with no drugs. Jeez. And quickly, so there's something to be said about that. Like maybe all the squats I did helped mm -hmm. me get get through it. It could also be just hereditary because my mom said, "Oh, you're gonna have no problem having these kids," and it happened. So yeah. it's and I don't know. Like it's, okay, I don't know for sure. And it's interesting because like the women that I've trained that have gone through a pregnancy, like I think I don't know if I told you this yet, but one of my clients, she. I trained her on a Thursday night and she gave birth on Saturday morning. So like, honestly, the only thing we like modified is like, obviously the intensity, but like she was able to do like almost everything. And I'd always kind of check in like, are you feeling? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And even that Thursday night, I'm like, you're really close to your due date. Cause I think her due date was like the day before. And I even like called her like, that night that day and i'm like are you still coming in she's like yeah why not so one last yeah and i was like when she came in I'm, I'm like we were like the only ones left in the gym because she was always my last client i'm like if your water breaks tonight it's going to be quite the experience for me <laughs> and you but uh I, I honestly think it has a huge huge effect when it comes to like the actual labor but that's something i'd like want to look into but I think for the most part, if you're exercising throughout your pregnancy and you've had a kind of like a background that does help in some shape or form. One like, yeah, like I did prenatal yoga mm -hmm. with all three and like just learning the breathing and stuff. I think that that helps as well. Yeah. Right. Cause you have to breathe and it's, there's so much going on and yeah. you just have to know that it's going to be over <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> yeah. hopefully soon. But like th those are the small things that people don't even think about. Like 
breath work is huge, right? And like, even in my industry, some, now breathing is getting like so popular that like top athletes are looking at it. Whereas I remember like five years ago, it was pulling teeth to get a male learning how to belly breathe or learning what the pelvic floor is. And it's like, especially for guys who get hernias, yeah. it's because they don't know how to activate their pelvic floor and breathe with it, right? So doing those small things add up a lot, at least I think. But um, another good question would be like the recovery process, especially like going to your first pregnancy, like what did you notice change in your body? Like what were some things that you were kind of like surprised about? Like you can go as much detail as you want because like I've had a lot of women on my show that have been pelvic floor physios and like you've talked a lot about prolapse. You've yeah. talked about like everything so you don't have to hold back. <laughs> kind of all blurred together now all three of them yeah. really but just I think you know when you're pregnant you have that your belly's all big it's still tight and yeah. like you know so you you're growing but you're not loose and then after the baby comes out you're just still like kind of a a mess for a little bit yeah and just knowing that you need to take it easy and like it is you know recovery breastfeeding is an obstacle as well yeah. right another thing that you have to deal with but I think that for me after the babies I didn't really think about that too much because you just kind of get into what I call like a baby fog where okay. it's all about the baby you know yeah. and you're just like boiling nipples and <laughs> soothers and you know making sure that you've got his favorite toy and all yeah. of these things that are just kind of consume you that you know it's not until a couple like month or two after you have the baby when you kind of get out of the fog and then you remember oh yeah yeah like, I'm a person too like you know time to go shopping or yeah. get back in the gym and kind of get back into your own routine. But yeah, for the first little bit after, you're just, I don't know, right? You just yeah. went through some crazy trauma, so you're just yeah trying to take a shower, right, every day. Oh, no, fair enough. Um, I think the other thing too is like, did you ever like deal with any kind of like body image issues? Oh, big time. Okay. For sure. Because, yeah. you know, before I had kids, I was wearing crop tops in Vegas with my girlfriends, like yeah. just having a good time, like worked hard for it. It wasn't like, it just came easy for me, but yeah. yeah then having and then having that that mom body, and then having to like you know, I don't know, it's a different scene, right? Like you're more conservative, I guess they think yeah. you're supposed to be, but you're also just on the fly all the time, so you don't really have time to look cute. You're just throwing on whatever leggings fit and whatever yeah. t-shirts clean, yeah, and then trying to get to the baby time or whatever activity you have mm -hmm. planned for the day. But definitely, yeah, like when summer comes around and you're getting ready to go to the pool. <laughs> And you're going off like this is not this is not yeah. a, like you know and it's all in your head because everyone else is like no you look great or whatever yeah. but I don't know for me it's just it all goes hand in hand right like when you feel good and like when you look good you feel good yeah and working out gives me like a lot of like reward so it's mm -hmm. not just all about looking in the mirror although yeah. it's not like you know it's a nice kickback to the whole process for sure sure. Like, if you had to give advice to a new mom, especially, not only just for, like, body image, maybe that can be, like, the first part of the question, but, like, going through the whole process, because, like, having your first child is, like, what the fuck is mm -hmm. going on? So I'm kind of curious on, like, your end, like, what would be your advice for dealing with body image issues after your first child, and then, like, what to kind of prep for along I think, with it? like beyond even just body issues, I think for a first time mom, she needs to get out into her community and find the other new moms with babies the same age and connect with them. Mm -hmm. Because 
the value you get from the friendships you make from those people are insane because they're all going through the same things. Like who else cares about your kid not taking a shit for five days besides the mom whose kid just shit after seven yeah. and can give you that relief that you need. So like even Jen, for example, right? Like we met when our kids were babies and we've always just had like a little sounding board community group that we, you know, ask questions about and we all kind of, now the kids are almost five and we're still utilizing the, the group. Yeah. So. So I find like a lot of new moms tend to kind of like just want to stay home yeah. with the kid and like, it's like you're almost like dragging them out to actually go into the public. And I'm kind of curious, like why do women kind of fall into that kind of category? Like what's kind of going through their head, do you think? I think a significant amount could be postpartum depression and anxiety. It's hard to get out of the house. You're afraid to go in the car with your baby. They yeah. felt like, you know, like the environmental things that could happen while you're out there. Like it just can be a lot for some moms. So I know for me, when I first started getting out, I would start with little steps like pre-packing the diaper bag the night before. Mm -hmm. So all I had to do was get us ready and then prepare the bottles or whatnot and then we could go. Or sometimes like, because you don't have time. Get the baby all dressed in a sweater, hat on, buckled in the seatbelt, and then he barfs all over himself. So then you're like, <laughs> okay, well I'm buckling you, change you all, and yeah. you're going to a half an hour program. So it is a lot of work yeah. just to get there, but I think that it's really important to have a, a tribe or a crew of people to yeah. be there with you because you are alone. So, I mean, social media is taboo, but yeah. at the same time for like moms at home, like sometimes it's your only outlet to the, to the world. If you are dealing with a bad sleeper and you're trying to sleep train and you are like literally handcuffed to your house yeah. or if you have, are having depression or anxiety and you don't want to get out, you know, at least there are still people who can check in on you and, you know, like your pictures or, you know, just yeah. little things to kind of keep you going through the day. Cause yeah. yeah, like some of them, like moms I know really struggle. Some moms, it just comes easy for them. Every baby's another journey. Yeah. So how was it when you had your second child? Was it like easier for you? Did you kind of like know the routine? You're like, Oh, this is not going to be as hard as the first one. Or was it a whole game changer? It was a whole game changer. Okay. Like you don't know what mom guilt is until you have your second child. Jeez. Right? Like, because Lincoln was only one and a half when I had Paris. So he's still basically a baby, he needs yeah. me to do everything. And I'm just getting pulled in two directions. And you're just trying, you know, like trying to do the best you can. And like, you kind of start to accept it after a while that, you know, it is what it is. You get used to the sound of crying a little <laughs> bit more than with your first when you're just, oh my God, everything. Like, I'll rock you to sleep every night, sing yeah. that one stupid song over yeah. and over and over again with your second. Sometimes you just have to be realistic that this thing like prioritize what needs to be done. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, for the guys listening, what advice would you give them for their wives going through all the hoops and hurdles of pregnancy and then giving birth and having a newborn at home? Cause like, I just find like the typical guy, they're just, they just don't really understand. So like, what would be a best way to kind of explain to them like what they kind of have to do to kind of make the process a little bit easier, if that makes sense. Well, I think with your first, you're both just so green to yeah. it that you kind of are going through the journey together. Yeah. But then by the second, it's just more of that, like just support, support with the kids, you know, helping clean up. Just, I don't know, just kind of, you know, taking on a role in the household that's more than just making money, I guess, yeah. you know? And like checking in, seeing how you're doing. And I know sometimes it's impossible to, you know, work, mm -hmm. give the kids a bath, 
yeah. change laundry, and also be like, oh, Brina, how was your day? Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's yeah, just, yeah. you know, like, we can only take so much before our brains shuts off and it's yeah. Fortnite time or, you know, housewives time or whatever it is yeah. that we need to veg out at the end of the day. Jeez. Okay. The other thing, too, is like, now that you have three kids, I'm still impressed how you find the time to, like, do everything. So, again, everyone's going to be sleep deprived with even one kid and now you have three. So, like, my question is like how do you find the time to actually like slot in a workout or even two in one day while still maintaining a household and those three little rugrats well i do have a lot of help from my family my parents help me with the kids when i'm working and if i'm getting my hair done or yeah. there are things that i want to get done like they're pretty good to help me out my brother will help me too and my in-laws have two of my kids right now so awesome. i definitely take on the help that is there and appreciate it tremendously. Yeah. So without them, a lot of it wouldn't happen. But I don't know, I think it's just, you know, accepting that some things aren't gonna get done if you wanna get what you really want done yeah. and then just prioritizing it. So I have a cleaning lady. She cleans my house once a week. So nice. that takes the pressure of that off for me. Yeah. I order my groceries online and pick them up. So that saves me time doing that. Mm -hmm. And Aura has child minding, so yeah. I can just bring them all with me and yeah. do my thing, and they are pretty, pretty happy in there. So that's definitely like the game changer that yeah. I can just bring them with me. Do you, do you find like some mothers don't want other people's help? Like they almost want to like take on that whole, I wouldn't say burden, but the whole responsibility of taking the child under their wing and not being able to be like, here, mom and dad, you can take care of my kid for a while while I go do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, and I think it just depends because since my parents do watch the kids for me when I'm working, I don't like to ask them so much for my leisurely thing. So sure. I'll hire a babysitter if we want to yeah. go out for dinner or do those kinds of things because my parents are already helping us so much on like the level that we actually need the support. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. Right? Like some could be postpartum anxiety too, yeah. right? Some people just don't feel comfortable. Some kids are just really attached to their parents. Yeah. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago where Paris had that meltdown in the yeah. child mining and I had to leave before the class even started. So, yeah. you know, kids have their moments. So if your kid's like that all the time, why would you put yourself yeah. through all the time to pack them up, get ready, drive them to the gym or drive them wherever, like to wherever, and they're not gonna stay anyways. Yeah. Jeez. But, so for like, how does your week look like? That's what I'm kind of curious about. Like, say like <laughs> Monday to Friday, like the regular work week, like what does a yeah. day in life for you oh, look like? Well, I usually wake up to a kid in my bed and then another one screaming or one, or no, I mean not screaming, just, you know, calling for yeah. me, beckoning me. Yeah. And then as much as I'd love for them to like, oh, just lie in bed with me for a bit. No, the middle one wants to go downstairs. Yeah. Want to go downstairs, so make them breakfast, usually have a coffee that gets like four sips drinking out of. Mondays are a little bit more relaxed because my son only goes to school on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if we're lucky, we'll make it to skating. But usually Monday's a little bit more of a down day. And then I just come and see you and then do yeah. yoga after. But then I do have to have dinner made and then like usually the kids fed mm -hmm. and Dylan's food ready so that I can just run out, run out the door when he gets home. Tuesdays, I have kind of <laughs> juggled my days, so my friend's husband will take Lincoln 10 minutes early to school so that I can make it to a class wow. at the gym, but now I have had ballet for the last two months, so then I can't go to that class, so yeah. that changes everything. 
Plus, Roger naps at 10.30 every day, so I have to be home by then if I can. Yeah. But he kind of gets the brunt of it a lot because he just gets dragged along with us wherever we're going. But now then I've got work in the mix, too. So now I'm working Wednesday to Sunday, yeah. typically. And then it seems like I try to go to the gym in the morning, try and get groceries somewhere in the middle, yeah. you know, take the kids to my parents. Or if I'm lucky, my parents will come to my house and watch them for me and then off to work. Do all the rounds for work, pick up the liquor, produce, you know, <laughs> superstore run. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Like, do you live off of, like, some sort of schedule, or do you just kind of react to the day? <laughs> I would say about, like, 75-25%. Like, 75% I know what's going on. 25% sometimes I just have to, like, leave it yeah. up there. Like, I had a RMT book with Tom on Tuesday. And the kids had skating at the same time, but I just was like, you know what, my parents will, like, they're gonna, I know they'll help me out once I yeah. kind of lay out a plan for them and kind of, like, figure it out. And it all kind of worked out, and I got through it nice. together, like, on, <laughs> on, in the morning that day. Awesome. Where other times I'll have everything kind of, you know, super yeah. lined up. But then things change, too. Yeah. Like, today I wanted to do, like, the bar class with Laura, yeah. which is, like, super intense. But when I... Yesterday, my legs were just like kind of feeling tired, so I was just listening to my body and uh, decided to some staff come in and we're doing this at my work, by the way. So, um, <laughs> so I just listened and I did the solar class instead because so yeah. that and it worked out better for my schedule. I think it's just I don't know. I'm just kind of rolling with it. Yeah. It seems like it's working for now. I know things will change soon, so oh, fair enough. Just whatever seems to work for the time being. I think a good question too, like, because I've seen it happen a lot where a new mom will have a kid and it delays her longer than when she's supposed to come back to the gym. Because it's like typically like six to eight weeks, you should be able to go back to the gym if everything's all good. But a lot of times it's like a, a game changer in your life. And, you know, rather than six to eight weeks, it takes three months, six months. Maybe I don't even see that person for a year. You have another baby. Right? Yeah, and then that happens again. Or, like, they get injured. And it kind of keeps, like, prolonging. And, like, I want to say it's, like, excuses lining up on top. But it's, like, another thing that they need to, like, prioritize like, before they can even go back to the gym. So if you had to give advice for new moms or just moms in general trying to get back to, like, a schedule and going back into the gym and not falling off the wagon like what's a good way to kind of get there without just falling off completely it's, that's tricky too it, it is yeah i know what you mean like there's no like yeah, one answer yeah just like for for me it i think it has to do with why are you going to the gym like are you going there just because you want to lose the baby weight are you going there because when you push yourself as hard as you can and you make it through, how does that make you feel? Like the way that it makes me feel when I go into a class or into personal training and I work 100% effort, like it just, I don't know, like the, it makes me feel good and then I can take that positivity and then push it out for the rest of my day. Because mm -hmm. I know that if I can take that on, then everything else is gonna be easy, you know? Yeah. No, fair enough. Like, I think the, big thing is finding your why and I've said this on my show so many times because like even if I get just a regular new client and they come in like I want to lose 20 pounds and I'm like why well I want to look better why well because I divorced my wife and we have a trip coming up where we're going to take both of the kids and I want to look better than her okay now I know why you want to look better and now we can kind of go to her but 
a lot of people and they're just like, I just want to lose weight. They tend to fall off the wagon quite a bit. And like, I always try to steer people towards a goal and it's not necessarily weight loss, but like just feel better, move better, like find more reasons. Like I've seen so many times where I've had clients that are older and they have grandkids and they're on like blood pressure meds on this medication, this medication. I'm like, your goal should be able to be like off your medication and be able to like go play with your grandkids. But, uh, yeah, now I'm kind of going on a tangent, but, um, I think finding what motivates you and like just sticking to it. And like when people kind of start and if all the chips kind of fall in line and they see this small little bit of success and it only gets like addictive and then like kind of what you're describing of like that feeling of giving a hundred percent and you were able to is like the most amazing feeling whereas if you were just starting trying to do the same intensity you'd get defeated pretty quickly but like being able to like push your body like i think that's like the most yeah. amazing feeling for like anyone who exercises being able to push yourself and have that feeling of like oh my god i did it but uh it's sad when I can't see that with some people when I start training them. They just don't really get it until they've actually experienced it. But uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but hopefully that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, another good question, like speaking of body image issues, like what should, especially for the male coaches, because we have a lot of male coaches listening, like when a female client says, oh, I look fat in these pair of pants or my ankles are too fat or like, oh, this part of my arm is still fat. Like what should a male coach say in those situations if you had something to tell them to kind of like switch in their head? Well, I guess it just depends on like what, like where you're training, what, like, you know, if you're at like she's fit, you're going to see more of that. So maybe if that's not what you are looking to be dealing with, you might go somewhere else. Cause I've had, female trainers where I don't know like I'm not I've never really like been like oh I'm just want to like lose this yeah. here or not like because I see the big picture right like it's not yeah you can't just like diet off your you know your like your flabby arms or like lift <laughs> yeah. some little weights for yeah but I don't know it's I think that I would just maybe start focusing more on like like your goals in your head yeah you know like it's like start out with like how many days a week do you want to be here? It doesn't matter what you're doing while we're here, you know, just get here, you know, yeah. like an hour of movement, still an hour of movement. Yeah. And then, you know, once you kind of just get into your routine of coming and showing up and doing your thing, then you can start progressing into like trying to target things that you're working on because until you're committed to it, it's just the trainers wasting their time, you yeah. know, just take, you know, get their successions and just move along like yeah. I wouldn't even invest in it personally yeah, right? because yeah. you know that they're going to be like well I saw this guy eight times and nothing changed but yeah. you know I went out for drinks with my girlfriends every weekend yeah. and so no, fair enough know. like I think when it comes to that like I think a better question would be like, like you just said like you don't really care about like oh this thing's not that like tight or tone like where, where do you think that stemmed from because like I've trained a lot of women in my day and like it's like a half and half like some just don't care how they look and they just know what they need to do and the other ones will say out loud everything that's wrong with them so this might be like a question to like really dig deep like where how like where did you get your confidence from like where did you learn that life trait where just like 
depicting every single yeah. little thing of your body doesn't happen. Well, or it does. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, even when I was younger, like, I'd always been, like, a confident person. Like, self-assured. Like, yeah. you know, co- like, not, like, conceited, but, like, cocky. Like, like I didn't really give a shit what anyone had to say. Yeah. People were messing with people. I would stand up for them. Like, didn't have a problem, like, confronting adults, authorities. Yeah. Like, I just didn't care. Yeah. And then... Obviously, as I get older, I become more of a humble person, and you know, you just like you let a lot more shit go because it just doesn't matter. You know, like when you're 16 and you're fighting with your parents and everybody, you're just like, yeah, rah. And I don't know, like it just, I had a pretty, pretty fun time when I was growing up, and just, I don't know, I just, I guess here's a good example, like you just have to try and make the best out of everything too, Mm -hmm. because a lot of shitty situations happen in our lives, and. You can dwell on them, or you can be like, you know, miserable, or you can just try to make the best out of it because, like, we're still here. Yeah. You know, you get stuck going on a camping trip with your parents and you don't want to go. You can mope in the tent all day, or you can put on your bathing suit and go and play with the kids and, you know, run around and do things because, you know, like, you still got to get through the day. So, I don't know. I think I've just kind of always been fairly positive, but I guess not like 24 7 I guess yeah. right you know like I'll wake up with like rainbows coming out of my ass I wake up <laughs> yeah. like oh my god yeah it's time to start the day already <laughs> Jeez. um do, do you would you think like your parents kind of led you in that direction like because you said you like you said fuck authority mm-hmm. and everything like that but like did your parents kind of see that in you and they just went like no this is her personality we gotta let that grow do you think that might have like contributed? Like we're getting Possibly. deep now. Possibly, they didn't really. I don't. They never really held me back on anything. Like yeah. they always, whatever we wanted to do, they were for it. Like when I was 21, I was like, I want to go on a backpacking trip. Trip, and I was getting out of a pretty shitty relationship. And my parents mm-hmm. were like, Go, help me book my ticket. They sent me over there. They were just like, This is gonna be yeah. the thing that changes their life, and it may very well have been, right? Because yeah. they came came back like just like, well, you know, if you can do. Yeah. You can travel by yourself. You can do anything by yourself. No, 100%. And I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, you know, like I've just kind of always been me. Like I've never yeah. really tried to be somebody else or, yeah. you know, caring, but also like don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Understanding and empathetic for sure to people, you know, yeah. always like, I think because I care about people that makes it easier too because people see that and yeah. I get treated pretty well by pretty much everyone in my life so Fair. it makes life easier too I guess yeah I think like my biggest fear of becoming a parent one day is like doing that one thing that will like screw up your kid for like life and I'm just like hoping that you know any of those situations where like your situation when you're 21 got out of a bad relationship you're like yeah I want to go travel not being that parent like no, like that's fucking stupid. You know what I mean? That yeah. could have like changed the course of that human's life. Mm-hmm. Um, where am I going with this? I don't even know, but I'm kind of curious, like what kind of values do you want to kind of instill in your kids while letting them like flourish and grow into the human beings that you want them to be? I think you just have to just roll with the punches a lot with your kids because yeah. they're all so different and they need different things from you. Yeah. And we all make mistakes with them you know like they do things that frustrate me and you know sometimes you overreact and then you're immediately apologizing or sometimes you overreact and you're not you're you're still angry about it so you just think yeah I don't you just have to 
me I like take them for who they are and what their needs are yeah so me coming back to work in this last month my my middle daughter has been having a lot of separation anxiety issues so crying when I'm leaving needing like 10 hugs 10 kisses bawling your eyes out <laughs> having to come back in the house yeah and it's it's hard like the first time she did it I went in the bathroom and just started crying and I was like yeah. I don't have time for this like I got to go to work right now yeah and then I think so now just making sure that she's prompted with enough time to know that I'm leaving yeah. so that she can kind of accept it. But at the same time, she's with my in-laws having the time of her life and doesn't care that yeah. I'm all the way over here. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I think another thing I wanted to bring up too is like, I kind of get the sense from you, like almost being a competitive person because <laughs> like, this is the second challenge, and for like the listeners who don't know, at my gym we do something called the Aura 90 Challenge, where we basically like encourage people to come to the gym as many times as possible and post it on social media like crazy to get free advertising and then give them free shit. But um, the first one, did you end up winning it or getting second? I got second. Place. Yeah. And now this third, the second um, Aura 90 Challenge of this year, like you're definitely crushing it. So like. Where do you think, one, does this competitive thing come from? And when it comes to exercise, like, why do you think it's like pouring gasoline on the fire on this thing? Well, I think when we did the first challenge, I didn't have any interest in doing it. Because I'm like, it's the summer, like, we're going to have fun, like, it's all good. And then my girlfriend, Nicole, said, I'm going to sign up, sign up with me. And then, yeah, like, once I freaking signed that piece of paper, it was on because I... That's when that's because I don't know, right? If you yeah. commit to something, you go for it. Yeah. And the fact that I started seeing results so quickly that first time, mm -hmm. I was, you know, just kind of kept steamrolling. So when the second one came up, it was nice to just do the feed your soul side where it's not about physical results, yeah. it's more about what you're getting, like, you know, spiritually. Yeah. And I'm just really enjoying that yoga part that yeah. I'm just kind of learning now. So it just kind of tied in well. And I, I don't know, I want to win, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I want to win. I like pushing other people to try to win too, you know? Yeah. And like, just be there, right? Yeah. I like, it's a really good vibe at the gym. You know, it's like a nice place to be. So it's yeah. not like it's a hard sell, yeah. you know, getting up and getting there. Yeah. But I don't even know. Like, it's just... Just, it's just kind of part of my life now, right? Just getting yeah. up and going to the gym every day. So it's not, uh, it's just nature, you know? Yeah. As soon as I wake up, I'm like, okay, like get the kids fed, get the kids dressed, we're going to the gym, mm -hmm. get go home. Like it's just, it's not a big chunk of time in the way that my schedule works. So yeah. it's easy to manage it. Okay. I think like that's a big, big like thing for people being successful in the gym is finding a gym where the culture and environment makes you want to come back because if you go to like any big box gym like there's nothing really drawing you there unless there's like you had a friend that you always went with but i think what we do really well at aura is like every person there is like they have their own like kind of unique thing to the table and like that's like almost everyone says is like the atmosphere in here is like amazing so i think because our culture is so like down packed and like Honestly, I always use the word bulletproof. Like, people want to keep coming back, which is huge. So, anyone listening, find a better gym if you mm -hmm. don't feel motivated to go. But um, the one thing I want to touch on is, like, the difference between the two challenges. Because for the listeners who are listening, um, the first challenge was, like, your run-of-the-mill, like, 
come work out in the gym, lose a bunch of weight, and just like any kind of transformation challenge. Whereas this year, because now we have a yoga studio and a spin studio, we have two separate challenges, one for the physical and one for the spiritual, which is super cool. And my kind of question for this is like, what have you learned between the two challenges? But I'm more kind of curious about more of like the feed your soul challenge. Like what has switched? Cause you were like literally like a gym junkie and now you're like yeah. on the yoga side and like totally digging it. So I'm kind of curious like, what kind of attracted you to that side and like what keeps you going? Well, I think even like the first class I did, I was like rushing to get there. I was running late. I was all stressed out and frazzled in traffic being like, oh my God, like this is like just all, you know, going sideways. And then as soon as I got there, everything was cool. You know, like, you know, cause with yoga, you want to respect the practice. Like yeah. going in late is kind of a no, no. And I'm yeah. not, I'm really going to have to stick to the rules, so, you know, I wouldn't want to just be, like, you know, creaking in and slamming through. But then I went in and did the class, and at the end, Kim just kind of said something about slowing slowing down and that how we try and rush through life. And the majority of the time when you're trying to rush, you miss so many things along the way that you end up having to go back and do them again. Yeah. And it just, like, hit me like a truck. I was like, this is me. Like, this is, like, this is, like, what I need in my life to, like, still getting my workout, but it's, like, finding some like actual like time for myself where the f like four minutes you lie down before the class like and at the end of the class like really goes a long way for my busy day I guess yeah and like the workouts are still freaking insane so you're getting yeah. like full benefit and then you get that little bit of like that mindfulness yeah but I don't know like and I'm finding like in some of the classes like solidify especially you know I went in with this expectation that I was going to just like you know oh this is amazing and the first yeah. class I did I just like was so wound up on my expectations that it just didn't really like I just couldn't turn it off yeah so I don't know if it's a combination of practicing more yoga which is making me better at turning it off or if it's just the time like timing and everything but like you really if you buy into what they're selling in those classes they really are like so beneficial yeah yeah like I find a lot of people like in the beginning when we opened our gym and we had the yoga side, it was very quiet in the beginning. And it took a long time for people to kind of trickle that way. Cause like you, you almost have to be like really open doing a yoga class, especially like the more spiritual ones. And like that's little fly mm -hmm. one is like, it's a huge one. And for most people, they would kind of look at it as like, uh, this is kind of woo woo. Like this is kind of stupid, but like, if you ask anyone, like, when was the last time you took a minute, closed your eyes, and, like, took a couple breaths, mm -hmm. like, it, they can never say they've never done that. And if speaking to, like, coaches and things like that to make it more, like, uh, scientific, like, if you look at yoga, a lot of the classes were, like, just the breathing, like, again, like, we're going back to the mm -hmm. breath, like, being able to, like, learn how to use your diaphragm and your pelvic floor, like, all the stuff that you learn in yoga can translate easily to the gym mm -hmm. and more. But it's just being open to like finding something inside you that'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna let go of my judgments and just like go for it. But yeah, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, like I think that you just you know if you want to buy in, you're gonna get value from it. If you think that it's all like you know hokey, then it's gonna be hokey yeah. to you. And you know, I don't go into every yoga class like you know coming out all zen. Sometimes my brain won't shut off. And then after a little bit, I just accept that that's where I'm going to be at for the day, yeah. for, that, for that class, and just 
steamroll with it because you know you can't like change your you know you can't change it right if you're yeah. having a race brain day you can't just flick the switch off so yeah might as well just accept it and you know just truck along <laughs> fair enough um because we're coming up to our time maybe for the last question if you had to like give some parting words or like words of wisdom to all the moms listening trying to get their shit together um what would it be and why <laughs> I think that you just have to remember, like at the end of the day, like you matter. You know, like you're allowed to love yourself. You're allowed to love yourself as much as your kids, as much as your husband, if not more sometimes, and just take care of yourself. Um, if that doesn't necessarily mean going to the gym. It might mean going for a pedicure. It might mean, you know, going out for drinks with your friends. It just You just need to remember that like you matter. And as long as you're taking care of yourself, it's a lot easier to take care of everything else. And like that's pretty much it, right? Like just love yourself and like know that it's okay to, you know, with accept your flaws, accept your faults, accept your bad days, but just, you know, like you are who you are, so own it, love it, and live it, right? <laughs> I don't know. Amazing. Honestly that's like the yeah. best place to just end it and like again, thank you so much oh, for doing this. Thanks like, for having me. It's yeah. uh, an honor. <laughs> Okay, so that's going to wrap up episode 223 with my lovely client, Brina. Another amazing interview because just a regular person, not a fitness professional, but I'd like to think these are the people that have figured out life to make fitness and health a priority, and I wanted to share that with this audience who, you know, yourself might be struggling with something where you really want to go to the gym or start making you know, your health a priority, but you just can't get there. And maybe this little motivation of my client and Annie, who I interviewed the other day, kind of will push you in the right direction. So feel free to uh, reach out if you have any questions, and I would be happy to answer that for you. And again, share, 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 share this podcast with your friends and family. And I'm going to say this right now because it's going to be a huge accountability thing for me. May 4th, Friday, which is also Star Wars Day, is going to be the release date of my book. I am currently putting all my shit together right now at the web designer. It should be out for May 4th. Keep me accountable for that. Hit the show notes, put your name down for the pre-sale list, and you will get your own copy of the Ironclad Body Training System. That's it for me. Till next time, you guys.